If I were to wish for anything, I should not wish for wealth and power, but for the passionate sense of the potential, for the eye which, ever young and ardent, sees the possible. Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and Darren Fuchs from Thompson Gear Lawyers in Australia. I think we've talked a bit about what yin yang is, but how does it affect Chinese life? Yeah, if you pay close attention, yin yang completely permeates the Chinese life. In everywhere, you can see how it's manifested. For example, the Chinese traditional medicine we talked about earlier briefly. It's the whole uh, science is based on how to help people return the balance to your body, mind, and your emotions. So the whole science of TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, is founded on a completely opposite direction from the West, Western medicine. Yes. Yes. So in the West, we only go to the doctors when we're sick. Yes. Where traditional Chinese medicine, the best doctors are regarded the ones who help you to never get sick. Yes. Yeah. So we have a the best known uh, doctor um, in in our history. His name is Bian He. Uh-huh. So he was so famous that he was the doctor for the emperor. So when yes. the dem- the emperor was sick, uh, they asked him the royal family. They asked him to go in and treat them. But he said, "I am not the best doctor. My brother is better than me." Because wow. he goes around and help people never to get sick, so they never have to see me. Mm, fantastic, and that's the <laughs> basis of Chinese medicine: actually maintaining balance in your body between competing forces, Indeed. as opposed to doing the right or wrong. I'm not right at the moment because I'm not well. Therefore, I need a correction, right? right? A dialectic or Socratic thinking correction to get back to being well, because well sure. is a state that's maintained by the absence of other things. Yeah. The true definition of being healthy, again, is a dynamic concept. We all have a idea, perhaps in the West, the optimal healthy body should have a heartbeat of so-and-so, blood pressure. Uh, exactly. You know, and, and all these Within things. a range. Within a range, a scan and you know, blood yes. cells, all yeah. healthy but it's not a static thing. Uh, everybody is different. Yes. And we all work with the different forces differently. And everyone yes. has a different temperament. So the Chinese traditional medicine recognize that. It's not the only uh, traditional medicine, by the way. You will find this in the India Ayurveda uh, tradition and also in the uh, medicines from the Amazon, from the... Uh, other ancient cultures. So they all recognize that the body is not just a physical body. You don't just treat, if you have a heart problem, you don't just treat the heart. It comes, they go and trace the entire system. 
and then they balance all the forces. And but this is not a discussion on the traditional medicine. <laughs> I realize, so we won't go too much deeper in that. But um, it's enough to say that um, the whole way of living and you know how to maintain well-being is mm. pretty much based on the yin yang yeah. principle. And Western society is going through a process of trying to balance the rights and rewards of women versus men uh, and uh, to make decisions on gender basis. How do the Chinese or how has how yin-yang thinking dealt with uh, men and women in society? For example, you might want to, uh, yin, is that more feminine than yang, for example? And how does that affect how people apply it in practice? This is an interesting one, Darren, because um, it is believed in yin yang that each and every one of us has both forces, had both forces within us. Indeed. So, as a female person, it doesn't mean it's all yin. As a leader, you will be able to draw out the yang side of things, to make decisions, to stand firm, to be assertive or even aggressive when there's a need. Yeah. A Mao has a famous saying, Mao Zedong, that women held up half of the sky. So traditionally, yeah, we've never had pay differences. So my mom would get the same pay as the next colleague who's a, a man who's working on the same job. But I suppose it depends on how you look at it. If you look at today's leaders, we yeah. perhaps could argue there are definitely less, still less female leaders. Indeed. Um, but in the entrepreneurial world, in the private business sectors, or even in the large companies, there are many female leaders. And you had a great example in, in higher, Darren. Yes, I think uh, the person who is now the director general of the higher group is a woman named Yang Mianyan. She... Uh, has been a central person in the development of hire since 1985 odd. She is is viewed as one of the most powerful business persons in China. Yeah, and I think it's uh, the 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 fact that China has probably for centuries had more of an equality of opportunity for males and females than Western society. It may be that there's still inequality in outcome, in that there's more males in the Politburo in China uh, or in any business roles. And the <laughs> ultimate goal is always to reach a balance. Indeed, indeed. Mm -hmm. And how, how is Yin Yang applied mm -hmm. in creative thinking and business management, Helen? Yes, um, I would say that um, the Chinese tend mm -hmm. to leverage the strength of both analytical and the creative thinking. Um, it's We talk about this earlier in previous podcasts, and we will no doubt touch more on how the Chinese thinking is more uh, intuitive or it's yeah. more the right side of the brain tend to work um, just a little bit more uh, or faster than the left side. Uh, so Indeed. the left side of the brain is normally where we, we apply the analytical skills. Yeah. But in Chinese, even listening to the Chinese language, because of the tones, mainland Chinese or Mandarin has four tones, and yes. Cantonese, uh, I was told, has nine tones. So how the brain works is that it will the right side or the intuitive side will jump in first. 
a few milliseconds earlier than the analytical side of the brain to assess which tone is it. And day in, day out, uh, just the language alone emphasizes that you will use this side of the brain slightly more. Yeah. But of course, yeah. there's other yeah. elements at play when we encourage people or when people are focused on creativity, how to work or tap into that part of the brain. But in general, even in Chinese, we have words like think with your heart. Yes. So it's literally... You in the West, we would say, "How do you think with your heart?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think with my brain. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's the the way that the Chinese always see things slightly different. We we've, we've never questioned that. We say, yeah. you know, think with your heart, yeah. uh, or do things from the heart, yes. or being a person with your heart or from the heart. Yeah. Which and I which think- makes sense. It does. And I think that also uh, on my theory that China is is the place of innovation, the the fact that reading is pictorial, that the right side of the brain is engaged through yin-yang and through reading style and through various other methods. And no wonder we find that that China is a rapidly developing innovation nation. And, sure. and also when we get to the higher model in, in later podcasts, we'll talk about how the structure uh, which is now being followed by Google and other companies in, in R&D areas, et cetera, as well, is such that it, it, it permits a much greater free flow of thinking and much greater use of the right side of the brain to develop new concepts and new inventions, et cetera. No wonder when the Chinese are faced with a contract, their interpretation of what it means is vastly different to those who operate under the Socratic method. And for me, for many years, even today, a contract is a statement that fixes parties for the future on how they're going to operate. It's a commitment to the relationship. Yeah, where the Chinese thinking is it's a statement of the relationship as as it exists today, in the world as it exists today, and tomorrow is a different day. As one person said to me years ago, the universe is constantly changing, so nothing is so strong as to fix the universe from changing in the future. So how could a contract fix the universe from changing in the future? So contracts don't stop what's going to happen in the future, and the Chinese mind is much happier to allow things to change and adapt to changes in the future. Yes, um, we will no doubt have more specific discussion on this, uh, Darren, because you must have uh, a lot to say after years of spending years to help both sides of the party to come to some type of a, a a a common understanding of yeah. what the contract should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the Chinese, no doubt the yin-yang worldview plays a big role because they think, well, things are always changing. So yeah. even though we've agreed on these terms today, it doesn't mean that the context we agreed for all these terms with will remain the same. Yeah. But the other thing could be that the Chinese are not big on details. Yeah, <laughs> that could be the case. <laughs> so, you know, if you hand them or don't don't say them, you hand me a 300-page document and say, Helen, can you read this? Yes. I will automatically go, oh, I need to ask Darren's <laughs> help. <laughs> Darren, can you please just condense this into a one-pager or tell me what this is all about? Indeed, and that, that might be also why 
Chinese adapt so well to information on small phones, et cetera. And a lot of businesses conducted with WeChat, et cetera, which is on a, on a small pl- platform as opposed to a well-written out, developed email or book or contract. Yes, I actually um, have a bit of a concern for that because yeah. I, I still don't think a business can be or should be run or operated solely on the little platform. On the little screen. WeChat. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree <laughs> with that. There are important things that you have to document and emails and things that you you need to keep a record. My view is that we need to help both sides. So it's important for the West to understand this is how Chinese think and these are how the Chinese are operating. But equally, it's important for the Chinese to learn and be educated because after all the western business society has mm. evolved and <clears throat> have been educated and the system is much more sophisticated yeah, than indeed. the way it's done in in china yeah i just want to throw that in and i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> but businesses survived for many many years without uh, for 3000 years without long extensive written contracts but sure. as you say, to build the bridge, there needs to be across both societies a mechanism that builds the bridge between them. And so Absolutely. there's there's going to be some process of Chinese adapting to contracts as well. Yeah, understand that. We've got a lot to do. To build the bridge. Our next topic, a part of this, is practical examples of yin-yang in Chinese life and business decisions. Well, let's start with um, some sayings that the Chinese have. For example, we have many, you know, popular but contradictory sayings that yes. that happily coexist in our culture. <laughs> People would just rely or, or jump in to say, well, see, this is what our ancestors has told us. Yeah. This is what I'm yes. doing. But they yes. can, for example, there are sayings to encourage people to help others. So yes. they say, uh, 雪中送炭. So you send coal to help those in need in winter so they can have fire, warmth. But the other equally popular saying is that So one should only sweep up the snow in front of your own house. Yes, I think (laughs) we've got a few conflicting um, sayings in Western society as well. But uh, I think that the fact is that the Chinese will want to apply both at the same time. Yeah, again, we do not see them as mutually exclusive. They're just the yin and yang, or they're just, you know, staying on this continuum. Perhaps one is on this side and the other is on the other side. But that doesn't mean those two, you know, they can be only one to exist, you know, and, and the other can't. So yeah. you have, you hold both concepts in your, um, in your mind. I love how Chinese words sometimes have a double meaning or a complex meaning inside them. So the word ming, uh, which means brightness, um, actually has a duality in it. Of course, it's uh, actually made up with the character of the sun and the moon, where in our common knowledge in science that the sun and the moon should never meet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they don't. And also dongxi. Dongxi means things and stuff. Yep. Yeah, but it literally, if you write it down, is 
uh, east and west. Mm. And a saying I love to use is "do shout tian." Yes, how much? Which means yes, how much? How much? But it's yeah. actually made up of "do" and "shao," which yes. mean more and less. Yeah, so you're actually asking more or less, please. And what's the reply you always get when the person comes back with the price? What's the reply you should always say? It's oh, that's too, too much. Yes, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> which is in Chinese? Uh, 太贵了. <laughs> and you must say it with some some emphasis to say that's too much. Yeah but, yeah, but a word of warning for our podcast: don't try what Darren's saying in a <laughs> department store with price tags. Yes, <laughs> you can't argue. You can't bargain everywhere. Only no, exactly. those selected markets. And, yes. Oh, but it's the same applies to business negotiation, I suppose. So yeah. um, the the Chinese think it's it's fun to negotiate. Yeah. Um, and there's it's always room. Not yeah, there's always room to wiggle. And the other one I just uh, thought of, Darren, is mm-hmm. 左右, so which literally means left and right. right. Yeah. So you say, when do we meet? You say around 1200, around yep. 12, around midday. You will yeah. say literally, let's meet left yep. and right of midday, of noon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good way of saying it. Yeah. And and Wei Ji. Yeah. The other. This is a uh, perhaps a quite well known one, which I think is very clever. So in Chinese, Wei Ji uh, actually is crisis. It's made up of Wei, which means danger. Ji means opportunity. So every crisis um, has a has an opportunity. That's yeah, yeah. Which is a very different way of looking at every uh, situation. And my my personal favorite, ma ma hoo hoo. Uh-huh. I didn't think of this one, but this is <laughs> this is very good. <laughs> it's much better than war. I like saying ma ma hoo hoo, which yeah. means average. Or yeah. if someone says, "How are you today?" You say ma ma hoo hoo. You're saying, "Oh, I'm okay." And so ma ma. Ma ma means horse horse. Yeah. Hoo and hoo hoo means tiger tiger. <laughs> yes. So it's the balance of those two forces. And what about time? I mean, uh, a lot of people think that Westerners are short-term thinkers and Chinese are long-term thinkers. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't agree with that, Darren. I think, um, as we were saying, the yin and yang view is not either or. So yeah. Chinese don't just either stay extremely long time-oriented or, or long-term focused or hmm. short-term focused. We, we could argue they're both. Exactly. So I think that's the they, case. And in fact, I think they're both short-term and long-term at the same time. The, in decisions, generally, they'll look for, okay, here's a decision I must make today, but, but the effect of that for the future is far-reaching. And so they'll view it at not just as a time frame today, but also look at it lo- as a long-term fr- uh, time frame. Yeah, so again, it's the end. It's mm-hmm. not either or. It's, it's both. Yeah, and Westerners often become frustrated because the Chinese seem to be taking a long time to make a decision. I think that's a different issue, Helen. I think mm. that's, and I'd love you to tell me where you think this is right or wrong, that uh, the Chinese will often be viewed as taking a long time to make a decision or never making a decision. And yeah. I don't think that's because they have long-term thinking. I think that's because, uh, for example, because uh, they're not comfortable with the relationship to make the decision at that time. Sure. And we get back to trust and relationship being the way business is done in China. I totally agree, Darren, because, again, 
often the Western team will go in with their um, list to tick off for a negotiation or to um, come to an agreement with the Chinese team. They say, all right, yeah. this is our top three. One, yep. two, three, we need to tick off. These are the yep. things we need to agree. And yes. if we have this, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Where the Chinese are saying, well, today, well, let's see if these guys are trustworthy. Uh, we'll exactly. check, we'll throw out a few topics to discuss to yeah. reach this mutually nice and comfortable relationship place. Yes. Uh, and then we should go eat. Yep. Or we should go and, you know, I don't know, play golf or take them to the war. Um, just to get them, get to know them a bit more. So the priorities yeah. are different. Yes. And then often if the Western team are in China, they have a deadline. They only have three days. They say, well, yeah. let's get this done today and tomorrow maybe <laughs> we can do something else. Exactly. And also the Chinese look for strengths and weaknesses in everything, don't they? Um, they tend to because, uh, again, it's the holistic view. So yes. yin-yang plays and, and yin can lead to yang, yang can lead to yin. But everything is looked at as a whole picture. Yeah. And they will uh, happily take the good with the bad if necessary, because as far as, as the Chinese are concerned, yin uh, will lead to yang eventually yes. and vice versa. When things go well, there's a Chinese saying called wei yu chou mo. So you prepare for a rainy day, even if it's not raining. So they, they're not uh, just, you know, being um, too big, you know, with their ego doesn't get too big or as entrepreneur or a business, they don't sit on their laurels. They are always have that mentality that, you know, that we could turn around and the next challenge could be around the corner. But by the same token, they don't um, get uh, too easily uh, deflated by any difficulties or challenges because yeah. they know that the pendulum will swing to the other side once yes. that reaches the extreme of this end. Yes. Hey, Helen, that's an awful lot we've been covering in this podcast already. How about we have a break and leave the rest for uh, next week? I totally agree, Darren. Terrific. And I think uh, uh, the, the, the reason we're concentrating so much on yin yang is because it's the basis of Chinese thinking and it's the basis of how business operates in China or how the Chinese mind operates. So that's how important it is, Helen. And uh, we welcome you to share with us your findings and your oh. observations mm -hmm. and any thoughts will always be welcome. And they can listen to our future podcasts which, uh, which go into yin yang in more detail. Absolutely. I look forward right. to our particular discussion on how to apply in yang, Darren. Yes. And we can get out, get back out of this into our Socratic thinking for the next week. How's that, Helen? <laughs> Why not? Excellent. Okay. Thank you, podcast. Sajian from me. Bye-bye. 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 International Airport Terminal 3. The temperature is 21 degrees Celsius or 17 degrees Fahrenheit. You are required to remain seated with your seatbelt fastened until the seatbelt switched off. Please keep your seatbelt fastened until the seatbelt switched off. Please keep your se